Well, 2024 is upon us, and we have some very deep issues that are corrupting and contaminating our society right now. And I'm going to talk about that plus much more on today's version of Truth to Ponder. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And I hope that your new year is going smooth so far. I know we're only a few days in, but I do have this feeling that 2024 is a year that we're going to have to grit our teeth and just survive at times. I hope I'm wrong. But time will tell. But since it's upon us, well, we're about to find out. I'd like to thank the listeners for their friendship and their prayers. And I would ask that you continue to keep Bob Bierman in your prayers as he grows his ministry as well as recovers from some health issues. Well, I don't beat around the bush too much when I have a topic that has been put in my heart. I just can't wait to get started. So I'm going to dive right in. Our society is sick. You already know that. We have illness that goes all the way through our society. And what I'm noticing is that almost every institution of value is under attack. Have you noticed that? It doesn't matter what the institution is. If it has some value and merit, it's being attacked. And it's been that way for quite a few years with a lot of different organizations and the Boy Scouts come to mind. But anytime you have an organization of value, it seems like that it has to be infiltrated and changed. Another good example would be the beauty pageants that are now being infiltrated by men who are masquerading as women who have mental disorders. And what's really sad is that the judges want to be politically correct and show that they're modern and that they're with it. And so they're handing these beauty contests for young women that involve scholarships and business opportunities and these pageants aren't just merely a beauty show. In many cases, winning a beauty pageant has propelled many young women into the limelight as far as business and possibly a career in entertainment or media of some sort. Some of the beauty pageant winners have gone on to become models and also to represent different companies as far as being a spokesperson for that company. But we have these judges that are declaring that these men who are masquerading as women are winning these pageants. And these pageants did have merit and they did have value. And now they're just totally wrecked. And I think that trying to ruin a young woman's self-esteem is one of the most horrible things you can do. And to have these young girls that go through the pageant system that learn how to conduct themselves on stage and it becomes a really big deal for these girls to have them stand and be publicly humiliated by a guy that's fully intact as far as his male parts is standing there getting the award for being miss whatever fill in the blank while the real women are being shut out if you don't see a problem with that then well, I think that you need to re-examine your life because you're not helping anyone. You're harming the girls and you're not 
helping the individual that needs mental help by feeding their sickness. So the pageants and the Boy Scouts are two very obvious examples of the way our institutions of value are being just totally co-opted and destroyed. Now, I like to watch college football, and we're just winding up bowl season. And bowl game after bowl game, these teams that worked hard to accomplish a good season and get invited to a bowl, they show up and they have a freshman quarterback and a freshman running back, and and it's just a totally different team than the team that was invited to go to the bowl game in the first place. And so the viewers are being shortchanged. The people that manage and run the bowl games as a business are being cheated. And it's not good all the way around. Well, what's happened here with the transfer portal and the players becoming very greedy and putting themselves and their career over everything, including their friends? It's really showing that even our sports are being infiltrated It used to be if you worked very hard with your teammates and you accomplished some goals, that it was something that you would do together. And you would keep that camaraderie and that friendship and that bonding. And you would show that to the world, what you could do as a team. But now, with all these changes that are taking place, not for the better changes, I may add, You have players that are sitting out games because they don't want to injure their pro career or they transfer out at the end of the year before the bowl game. And that just leaves their whole team in a lurch. And so a team that's worked hard to accomplish a goal gets right at the, gets right to the crescendo of that season and their star players bail out on them. That's getting to be so common and What does that show you about society? You know, the players that are going to go on to professional careers and they don't want to get hurt in a bowl game is somewhat understandable, but it still shows, I think, a definite lack of character. But when you have these people that are banking on having this massive career as a professional football player, They need to know that the NFL stands for not for long. And so the decisions they're making to abandon their teams and just throw it all away for a very short-lived career, which they may make a lot of money. But I have a feeling that if any of these players do have a conscience, that later in life they're going to always regret not sticking with their teammates and not sticking it through. But the world is teaching us right now to look out for only yourself and to not try to bond and become a real teammate that you just are out there as a free agent trying to grab as many headlines as you can. And so the sporting world now, as far as team sports, has been infiltrated with a spirit of abandonment and greed and just disregard for other people. A good example, I'm going to keep it on the sports here in the football. Lots of time you have linebackers and defensive linemen and offensive linemen. They don't make any headlines. And the possibility of 
them playing pro ball sometimes is very slim. But they've worked just as hard. They've put in all of the sweat and all of the time and effort to become a great team. And it's because of the team that the quarterback or running back or the star that decides to opt out of the game. The only reason they were a star is because of the supporting cast. A running back is only as good as his blockers. A quarterback's only as good as his blockers and receivers. And anyone that watches football knows it comes down to basics, just blocking and tackling. And yes, there are people who are gifted that do have special abilities, but what does that teach the young kids watching? Let's say you have a 12 or 13-year-old young boy or young girl that really likes a team, and their team is something that means a lot to them. And then they get to their bowl game, and the team that they've watched all year is not there. It's the people who were sitting on the bench all year, which is good for them to get an opportunity. But the message that that sends to all of the fans is that these players really don't care. There's going to be a major disconnect between college football and the fans, just like the major disconnect that still exists between professional baseball and fans. I know that when professional baseball started going on strike, I quit watching it, and I haven't watched it since. And when all of the athletes started taking a knee, I don't watch them. I don't watch any professional anything because those people are trying to be social engineers and they're disrespecting those who have served and disrespecting our nation. And I really don't agree with bringing their politics onto the playing field. Therefore, I've quit watching. But college sports was something I still enjoyed, but I think that my joy of watching that is going to be short-lived because I don't like what I'm seeing. I'm not going to name a team or an individual, but there was an instance where One of these players opted out, but yet he bought a plane ticket to the bowl game and showed up, and he wasn't in his uniform, but he was wearing his jersey, and he was standing along the sidelines so he could encourage his teammates because they interviewed him, and he said, yo, I want to be here for the guys, but he opted out. He didn't play. He was available to play, but he said no. He chose himself over his team, and his friends. And for some reason, he thought that him showing up and standing on the sidelines, watching his team get absolutely destroyed because their star players were all sitting out. And so you had freshmen and second and third teamers all the way through the roster of this team. And you have one of their stars sitting on the sideline, acting like he was supporting his team. It's just surreal what's going on. And even if you're not a football fan, I think you get what I'm trying to say is that there's no honor anymore. There's no loyalty. There's no camaraderie. There's no team spirit. And that's one thing that's helped make America great was the team spirit that America has had, but has no longer. There's many reasons the United States is failing as a country. And I think what I'm describing about these football players is a symptom of the sickness that has grabbed not only our country, but I feel that it's worldwide. 
And so we have these satanic forces that are pushing greed. And remember that the love of money is the root of all evil, and that hasn't changed and never will. But I wonder what these young people are going to feel when they're middle-aged and older. Let's fast forward 20 or 30 years. And let's say a team that went to a bowl game. And in this scenario, we have a team that lost their bowl game because their stars sit out. But in 30 or 40 years, they have a reunion of the team. And the players that played in the game knew that they could have won that game if those players had not have been selfish. Do you think that they're ever going to truly have camaraderie with these people the rest of their lives? I don't think so. I think there's always going to be a resentment to these players that thought they were too special for the rest of the team. I know that I would resent it. And I think that these players that are putting themselves first are harming themselves emotionally in a very huge way. I don't think they think that now, but I think some of these young men are going to have many sleepless nights in the future as they lay there trying to drift off to sleep and finally realize what they did to their friends and what they did to their team. Now I'm going to tie this with society in general. That's what we're seeing everywhere. Everyone is out for themselves. Very few people want to serve and want to be a blessing. I know there's a lot of radio shows and a lot of television shows that have websites. There's lots of interactive type of sites. But I'm noticing paywalls that are going up on sites that I feel should not have a paywall. It's not because I don't want these people to have money to operate because I hope that they keep going. But I also know there are people that can't afford to purchase everything all the time. They just don't have the money. And so we have people putting things behind paywalls that I think that they're abandoning their mission of reaching out to people. I'm not going to name any names, but it just seems that there are ulterior motives out there. I was listening to an older interview several days ago, and this woman was talking about the Christian deep state that exists within some of the ministries and television networks and so forth that carry Christian programming, that there definitely is a group of people that are very controlling in that realm as well. And it doesn't surprise me, but the Bible says we are to be in the world, but not of the world. And it seems like everybody, and it seems like we have all these organizations that should be organizations of value, are choosing to be of the world. Putting things behind a paywall is being of the world. Making decisions as far as spreading the gospel and reaching out to people with the love of Jesus, but always having an eye on the cash flow and basing your decisions on how it will affect your cash flow, I think is no different than the money changers that were in a temple that Jesus totally detested. And so we have organizations of value within the Christian community that are going to that same spirit of greed. They're not being team players at this point. That's just my opinion. It's like the football players that are opting out of the bowl game. They think too much of themselves, and 
some of these organizations that are putting up paywalls and also are basing all of their decisions on spreading the good news on a financial, they're trying to reconcile that with a balance sheet, I think they're missing the point. There's so many organizations of value out there that are now basically valueless. And there's certain denominations, and I will mention the Catholic Church, and I will mention the Pope, is now openly supporting same-sex unions. They're not calling them marriages, but it's still a ceremony that is presided over by a priest. And so if you hold any value with the Catholic Church, well, what does that do to the value of the Catholic Church? And there's been many Protestant churches that are woke, and you have some entire denominations who are who have pretty well fallen over the cliff as far as following the teachings of Christ and seeking out Almighty God. They seem to be seeking out how woke they can be and how they can help engineer society to be more woke and more new age. And there's an awful lot of things happening within the churches that are absolutely abhorrent to God and they're evil. But yet people think that they have to be modern and to be modern means to change things and to change things means to just change them as drastic as you can. And that's what they're trying to do. And of course, people like me are just dinosaurs. We're just waiting to be extinct. But before that happens, I would like to at least get my two cents in and and do my part to try to slow the free fall that we're in as far as our society is concerned. And we just got through the Christmas season, and of course, Christmas is now almost playing second fiddle to a new holiday called Black Friday. Everywhere you look, there's Black Friday everything. And now it's becoming a tradition to go out on Black Friday and get into fistfights in the aisles of stores over some toy or some item that they could easily just purchase online or go to another store if they're if that one sold out and so black friday is now becoming associated with bullying and greed and it's that way at every turn i don't understand how society could fall as fast as it's fallen but when you factor in satan and his minions and that they have planned what's going on for a long time and they've been consistent with working their plans, well, it shouldn't surprise us that things are falling apart. We need to start putting some pieces back together. I don't know if you remember a movie, I think it was back in the 1980s, it was called Batteries Not Included. I thought it was kind of a fun movie, I liked it. It was about a building that they were going to condemn and tear down simply because they wanted to put in a shopping center or some big office complex or something. And so you had an old couple that lived in this house, and no matter how they tried to tear it down, you had these creatures, I don't know if they were aliens or what they were, but they would rebuild the house. And finally, the developers gave up, and at the end of the movie, you have all these skyscrapers around this rickety old house that never fell. The reason I bring this movie up is that I feel like that we need to be repairing the rickety society we're in and try to repair it faster than it could be tore down. I like to use analogies, and this one works for me. 
If you have a box of items, items that you care about, and I'm just going to say a box of tools, and you have the box of tools that are sitting up on your front step, and you're looking out the window and people are walking by and walking up your to your door and grabbing a handful of tools and leaving, I doubt if you would sit and watch that very long before you'd put a stop to it. As a matter of fact, I think that when the first person came up and started grabbing tools, you'd challenge them immediately. I think that's just human nature. But yet, we're watching our society being eroded and stolen from us, and we're just watching it. So we're like sitting in the living room looking out the picture window, watching people grabbing our tools and walking away, and thinking, well, I wish that things would change. I wish they'd put my tools back. I wish it never would have took them. Oh, well, I guess they're gone. That's the way we're looking at society. We're watching all of our institutions of value being eroded, and we're saying, wow, things sure are getting bad, aren't they? But we're not doing anything about it. We're seeing just unmitigated greed and just selfishness, bully tactics. We're seeing all sorts of things happening within society, whether it be the secular society, the religious community, whether it be in our military, it doesn't make any difference. We're seeing all sorts of erosions, and we're sitting looking through the picture window saying, hmm, I wish that they wouldn't take our society. I wish they'd put it back. Well, I guess it's gone. That's what we're doing, and that really bothers me, and that's one reason I'm talking about it today. We have to start grabbing some of the shattered pieces of a civil society, a society of believers that truly love their Lord and Savior, we need to start picking up some of the remnants of the things that have been shredded, and we need to start putting them back together. Because until that happens, we're just going to sit and watch our society just keep crumbling. And it really bothers me to watch everything crumble. And I don't understand why there's such an apathy. Possibly it's just a spirit of defeat that Satan is putting upon the world to where we think that we're already defeated, so we might as well give up. I don't know what's going on, but it needs to change. And I hope that my words are hitting the right ears, that there are some people out there that can institute some change. Now, I'm doing my part today, but I don't know enough people, I don't have enough clout, so to speak, to change anything. But I can speak to you as an individual, and at least plant a seed that hopefully will take root and grow, that we all have our part in trying to rebuild this society. And it doesn't matter what part of society you look at. Everywhere you look, you could have a career in rebuilding. You could have a career in rebuilding the Boy Scouts or a career in rebuilding the beauty pageants or a career rebuilding the way young people are taught And those are just two examples, but I think you get my meaning. Everywhere you look, there's a career in fixing it. It's got to the point that no matter what kind of organization you name, it needs to be fixed. It used to be people joined fraternal organizations for fellowship and friendship, and also they were like-minded, and most of the fraternal organizations had goals that the people that joined agreed with those goals, and they would work together. Maybe not directly, but indirectly, they would work together to see those goals were met. And now you can't hardly get anyone to join a fraternal organization. And it seems like the people that do join, 
only 1% or 2% are actually active, and the rest of the people just join because they just want because they didn't have anything better to do, I guess. So we have a very passive society as far as trying to save any semblance of a civilized society that has that has any value. And in the second half of the show, I want to talk about how we can go from passive to active. Because I got to be blunt, if we stay passive, we're going to be just like that person sitting in their living room looking out the window watching their tools disappear. The next time they have a job to do and they need their tools, they're going to look in their box, it's going to be empty. And I don't know if you realize this, folks, but as a society, our toolbox is almost empty. And when it does become empty, which I think is going to be very soon, what are we going to do then? There's an old saying that a stitch in time saves nine. And for those of you who are not familiar with that old saying, is that if you have a rip in your clothes and you put a stitch in it right when it happens, well, you're going to save that hole getting bigger and having a much bigger job of repairing it later. And so a stitch in time saves nine. They just wanted to rhyme, but that means one stitch will save many stitches. And we need to really look at that and look at our society, and we need to start putting some stitches in. But we can't sit and wait until it's totally gone or the divides are so huge that it's impossible other than a godly intervention to fix. And I'm afraid that's where we're at in a lot of places in our society. But if we would just put a stitch in time, in other words, we see a problem, we do something about it, Unless we start doing that, well, our fabric of our society is just going to continue to rip and the hole is going to get bigger. And so I'm going to talk about being more active in the second half of the program. I would ask that you partner with Bob Bierman and his ministry with Truth to Ponder and support this ministry with a financial donation. That would be very helpful and greatly appreciated. And it's easy to do. All you have to do is go to the website, which is Truth the number two ponder.com click on the support tab and follow the instructions or if you want to send in a check or money order you would make the check payable to ancient word radio you would mail to truth to ponder p.o box 510 p.o box 510 chill howie c-h-i-l-h-o-w-i-e chill howie virginia and the zip code is 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Better than a supercomputer coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. The world is filled with computers, and then there are supercomputers used by scientists and governments and military. And they're there, they're there to predict weather patterns, and sometimes they're right, sometimes they're not, and, and other things like that. But when it comes to predicting world history, even one year in advance, the most advanced supercomputers in the world are pretty much worthless. That's the height of modern technology. And yet before there were any computers, supercomputers, or anything else. Thousands of years ago, people with no technology, shepherds, fig tree farmers, 
peasants predicted the history of nations, empires, human events, not one year ahead, not two years, not 10 years, but hundreds and thousands of years in advance. People like Micah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Zechariah, the prophets without any computers, technology, Nobel prizes, college diplomas, nothing. They foretold the history of the Jewish people, world empires. How? By the spirit of God. And what does that tell you? It means you can be smarter than Einstein, more advanced than the most advanced supercomputer in the world. How? By the spirit of God and by the word of God. If you live by your own reasoning, you're not going to be that smart. If you live by the world's reasoning, you're going to be even dumber. Why waste so much of your time trying to get wisdom from the world when the word of God is much wiser than all wisdom. If you live by the spirit and the word, you're going to be living with the mind of God. You're going to be wiser than the wise of the world. You're going to be more intelligent than all the think tanks on earth. You'll say things wiser than you could imagine and thoughts more brilliant. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. One more ask for the prophets searched intently on CD. Now, what if somebody offered you a million dollars? Well, what would you say? Well, a strong and victorious walk walk is worth far more than a million dollars. So I want to offer you something better than a million dollars, something that will help give you a strong, victorious life, a free subscription to Sapphires, Vitamins for Your Spirit, and the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD, all free. How do you get this free? Easy. Just remember, Jesus is really renamed Yeshua, and you dial it. So to receive your free gifts, just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, the harvest is great, but the labors are few. I invite you to join me in the harvest. You don't need a plow, just an open heart and a pen, and you can reach the unreached peoples of the world the most incredible way you can ever impact the world with your life. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. It's shortwave radio. Amazing. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy at Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, be wise, my friend. Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you in my Messiah, Adon Olam, the Lord of all. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to the second half of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And Bob will be back with another great edition of Truth to Ponder tomorrow. Well, today I'm talking about the decay of our society and giving some examples but we all see it. And I know every generation has longed for the good old days. I understand that. I understand that that's part of human nature, that we don't do change very well. But the changes that are taking place now are extremely drastic, and they're not anything that humanity has been striving for. But rather, it's things that a small group of elitists have been striving for. And so I think the goals that the elitists have are not healthy for you and me. I'm going to give an example here on the robotics and the artificial intelligence. You may think that we're getting ready to enter a golden age where we can just sit on our living room couch and push a button or think a thought and have things done for us to where we don't have to put in any effort at all on any task. And if that sounds really good to you, well, I think you need to rethink that because we have to have a purpose. Another analogy here would be having one of the breeds of dogs that's a working dog. 
you don't take a dog that's, I'm going to say, a herding dog, one that herds sheep or cows, that breed that has that instinct bred into them that they just need to be working. You don't take a sheep dog or a cow dog and make it into a house dog. No, you can't do that very successfully because the dog needs a purpose. And you're going to find that that dog will be extremely hyper and it'll be frustrated and it'll be full of energy that it needs to release that energy. And so it'll release it in the form of bad behavior and chewing things up and being a nuisance. You would have been much better off getting a breed of dog that is docile and really doesn't have a purpose other than be a pet. And people are like that too. People need a purpose. And if they bring in all this artificial intelligence and robotics and drones and you don't have to do anything but think a thought or clap your hands or push a button, you're just going to become basically a couch potato and you're going to end up being more obese. You're going to end up being less fulfilled. You're going to be more miserable because people have to accomplish things. And you have to always remember that the guys in the white coats, even though there are good scientists out there, so I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush, but there is a segment of our white-coated friends that are not our friends at all, that they are basically working for the elitists and they want to replace you and me. And we're not going to be sitting on the couch pushing buttons and enjoying this carefree, stress-free life because everything has a price. And unfortunately, the price that we have to pay is our non-existence because we will not be needed. We will not have a purpose. Therefore, we will be deemed as unessential. And make no mistake, societies that will butcher babies in the womb and also push for and also push for euthanasia and getting rid of the old pe- and getting rid of the older people any society that condones that won't have any trouble getting rid of the useless eaters everything is on a slippery slope that's why i think we need to start being active and patching things up we all see it but we're all waiting for someone else to come do it One of the big attractions people have to Donald Trump is that Donald Trump wants to come do something about it. And if you remember, years back, we had Ross Perot that ran for president, and people were attracted to him because he would say, well, it needs to be fixed. Let's just fix it. That's just common sense. But we can't wait for a politician. We can't wait for an organization because the politics is horribly corrupt and And I think that they've got it to where they can muddy the waters and drag their feet. I think that's a hopeless avenue to go down, is politically. Plus, if you finally do get a law passed or you get some things happening, all it's going to take is someone new to be elected to come in and undo everything you've worked hard to accomplish. A good example of that's the Keystone Pipeline. That was on again, off again several times. They finally got the Keystone Pipeline done. Beautiful pipeline, state-of-the-art, and then the illegitimate Biden administration comes and cancels it. And so all the hard work of all the people and the millions, if not billions of dollars that went into building the pipeline was just wasted. And President Trump, another example is the border wall. We paid millions of dollars for material that was delivered 
at the construction site. And again, illegitimate Joe Biden put a halt to finishing the wall and they sold the high dollar steel they had there for the wall. They sold it for pennies on the dollar for scrap. So we can't count on politicians to be active. You can be active if you want in an election year, but it's got to be we the people that saves we the people. If you haven't figured that out, I think that I hope you're starting to figure that out. It's up to you to save your community. It's up to you to save your family. It's up to you to save yourself, your family, and your community. It's up to me to save myself and my family and my community. But collectively, we're going to have to quit talking about doing things, and we're going to have to start doing them. We have organizations of value that have been corrupted. They've been infiltrated and corrupted. What's to stop you from starting a new organization of value? I mentioned the Boy Scouts several times. I'll mention them again. The Boy Scouts were infiltrated and corrupted, and it was a great organization. Many young men were helped greatly by the Boy Scouts. Then it was infiltrated and changed, and the Boy Scouts no longer have the appeal or the support they once had. That organization has been destroyed, in my opinion. Now, there are people that could try to rebuild that organization, but why not start a new organization that's not corrupt? That's being active. You might be thinking, well, I don't know how to start an organization. Well, every journey starts with a single step. So one way we can be active is if we see a need for having people come together, like-minded people come together, and form a group of some sort, Why not start one? Now, I know that not everyone out there has the ability or wherewithal to start an organization. But I also know that the quality of people that listen to Truth to Ponder is very high. And there's lots of people that listen to this program who I think are movers and shakers that actually could get it done. A perfect example is Bob Bierman. Bob Bierman was retired. He could have stayed retired. But God put it on his heart to launch Truth to Ponder and have the show on the air five days a week. I don't think many people have much of a concept of what it does take to put on a daily show. It's a massive commitment. It takes thousands of hours of work per year to put on a successful radio show. And Bob Behrman, like myself, we rely on donations. So we don't get paid for what we do. And so that's our contribution to trying to fix society is that we're donating our time and our money because we have to buy the airtime. Bob Behrman has to pay for the airtime to air this show. I have to pay for my airtime to air my show. That's the way it works. And so Bob Behrman came out of retirement and started this ministry, Truth to Ponder, and it's blossoming and growing. Now he has the physical church, which is blossoming and growing. And if you say, well, I can't start an organization, well, use Bob Bierman as your inspiration. Bob Bierman, with his ministry, has started several organizations within the ministry, especially with the addition of the new Roku channel. There are things happening that one man instigated 
because he listened to God. And that's the best way to be active is be active in prayer and actively ask God what he wants you to do and then actively listen and then get active and do what God has put on your heart. And for those of you who say it can't be done, again, use Bob Bierman as your example. There are things that we can do. And for me, getting into broadcasting has been a very interesting journey, but I know that when 2020 hit and I saw our election being stolen and I saw our society just crumbling, we had riots in the streets, we had Antifa and Black Lives Matter, and we had our country being assaulted. And the real insurrection happened with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. It wasn't this January 6th protest. I was sitting back watching all of this, getting very frustrated, knowing that I had to do something. But what could I do? I'm out here in flyover country. I'm just out here on the ranch. And I spend my time with dogs, cows, and barn cats. So what's someone like me going to do? And so you can use myself as an example is I couldn't sit and watch my country idly be destroyed. And so I looked at the technology that was available to come to you, and I decided to take advantage of that and start broadcasting. Bob Behrman has been very instrumental in getting me going, but I was already in broadcasting when I first contacted Bob Behrman. I just wasn't in a big way. But I can honestly say that another organization that Bob Behrman has started even though it's my brainchild and I started it, the grease that's kept the machinery moving has been Bob Beerman helping my show, the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. And so indirectly, my show is a spin-off of Truth to Ponder. Even though I had it as a podcast before I'd ever heard of Bob Beerman, I still credit Bob Beerman with the growth of what I'm doing. And for that, I'm very grateful. And so I had my idea, and Bob had his idea. And so God put something on Bob Berman's heart, and God put something on my heart, and we were obedient, and we obeyed, and we both stepped out in faith. And we both have organizations of value. I think both of us can prove that our organizations have value just from the letters and emails that we both receive from the wonderful listeners. We both are part of a radio family out there that has grown because of you, the listener. I know there's people that depend on me and my show. I know there's people that depend on Truth to Ponder. And so we have both started organizations of value to replace the organizations that no longer have value because they've been corrupted. I'm not trying to say that Truth to Ponder is going to replace the mainstream media but we'd be much better off if it did. There is so much room out here for people to start organizations of value, even if it's just two or three people getting together for coffee, just discussing world events and coming up with solutions. One of the most active things you can do that will have positive results is being involved with prayer chains. We have a lot of prayer warriors out there, And I think it's vital that our prayer warriors go to battle. Like-minded people need to seek each other out. 
And I don't think we're going to save the society we once had. I really don't. I think it's gone. But I do think that we can start replacing some of the old rotten parts that are corrupt, that are just totally valueless. We can go ahead and let them die and start new organizations and just guard it and not let it be corrupted. That's very hard to do because Satan is determined to corrupt everything that God has created. That's one of his main goals, and that's one of the reasons that GMO is being so prevalently pushed, is they want to corrupt everything that God has created. But we could keep Satan and his minions very busy trying to infiltrate all the new organizations of value that we can create. The Bible talks about having the faith of a mustard seed, and mustard seeds are very tiny, but yet mustard plants grow up to be fairly large plants. They're not huge, but they're not small plants by any stretch of the imagination. I would say medium. They're probably medium size for their type of a plant, but their seed is very tiny. And if you would start an organization of value, well, you might not live long enough to see it grow. You might just plant that seed. But if you do it in faith and your organization has merit and value, it will grow. So that's something I think we all should do in the year 2024 is we need to do our best to patch the society as well as we can where it can be patched. But I think we need to look at an entirely new society. The society that we have been depending on is broken. Our judicial system is broken. Our legal system is totally broken. Our financial system is being broken as I speak. What it means to be in the armed forces of the United States means something totally different today than it did just 10 or 15 years ago. Everything is being socially engineered and changed. You have people that are taking oaths of office and swearing to uphold the Constitution. And when they take the oath, they have no intentions of fulfilling that oath. And yet they go through a career in politics unchallenged. Just taking advantage of their office. And never having to pay for what they're doing. A great example is Joe Biden. Joe Biden has been a corrupt politician his entire life. I don't think the man has done anything that's not corrupt. I don't see anything redeeming about the man or his family. If I'd have to compare something directly with the Joe Biden family, I'd have to compare it with a crate of rotten apples because that's what they are. They're just rotten to the core. And I think both political parties are rotten to the core. With that said, I am a registered Republican. But the Republicans have sat on their couch looking out that picture window, watching the tools being stolen, doing nothing about it. So I think the Republicans that we have in office are, for the most part, cowards and spineless wimps that are not going to stand up for we the people. So therefore, it's up to we the people to do what we can for our society. And let's not make any mistake about this. This is not the society of the American government. This is the society of you and me and our friends and our families and our neighbors. We 
are the society. And for some reason, we've forgotten that our government is supposedly we the people, for, by, and of the people, not for, of, and by the bureaucrats. But right now we're full of tyrants, and I call them corruptocrats, that are just evil. And it's time that we looked at those people as what they are, as just evil. And we need to make them irrelevant. And we can lament all day long that they've thrown God out of our schools and have thrown God out of the American life. Well, to that I say homeschool and put God in your school. Then God's back in the schools. It's that simple. Start an organization of value and make sure that God is its head. Make sure that your organization does have value and lines up with God's principles. Then we have another organization of value that's actually, that actually has merit. And so instead of lamenting an organization that is now corrupt and dying and godless, we just simply need to replace it that's vibrant, alive, and has God and is God-centered. I know I'm making it sound very easy, but that's how we rebuild things, folks. That's how we save some semblance of society, folks. It's up to you and me. It's up to we the people. I hope that the right ears heard the show today. I really do feel that it's time, way past time, that we quit looking out that picture window watching everything erode. It's time to get up, open the door, and stop the erosion. And I think we need to make a commitment, not only in 2024, but from this time forward, we need to make a commitment to make a difference for the kingdom of God. We need to make a difference in helping to save lost souls, we need to do a lot of things that we may not be doing right now. It seems like that we want to stay in some sort of a comfort zone. But I can tell you this right now, I'm not comfortable sitting on a couch watching people on my porch taking my things. I just would not be comfortable with that. And that's what we're seeing figuratively happen to our entire society. And you might say, well, I don't want to be confrontational, so I'm going to let them take everything. Well, if that's your attitude, you're going to end up with nothing. You're not going to end up with any society you're going to like. You're going to be miserable. And to use another old saying, I'd rather go down swinging. I'm not going to be that baseball player that could win the game for his team and decide he's going to take a walk, and so he sits there and never swings at anything, and the pitcher strikes him out with the batter just standing there not swinging his bat. That's not me. And I hope it's not you. I feel that 2024, you and me, we're in the batter's box. We're up to bat. We need to choose. Are we going to go down? Are we going to swing? Or are we going to stand there and just get struck out? I've already made my decision. And I hope this episode of Truth to Ponder helps you make yours. Well, sometimes when I get done editing, I'm a little shy on time. And so you're going to notice a change in the audio quality because what I have available to record on at the location I'm at is an old Dell laptop computer that is loaded with XP. And so this is a blast from the past. So, And so I hope that the audio is good and clean, but it's what I have. So I'm going to go ahead and add this little segment on my OXP.
I really do think it's time for you and me to really think things through and really open our eyes and see just what is happening. I know that God is in control and I know God is revealing things to many people. And I think that we need to pray for His revelation to come into our lives and to guide us. It's just unreal how this world is going to change within the next few years. And what's really sad is that it doesn't, is that it does not need to change. The only reason it's changing is because of the outside forces and influence of these people that are consider themselves elite and these rogue out of control governments. And I know a lot of people think that conspiracy theories are horrible and anyone that believes any conspiracy theory is just a nut job. But I'm going to tell you something. If you took every conspiracy theory that has been floated out there as far as in the popular realm, I know there's lots of theories that never really see the light of day, but I'm talking about the conspiracy theories that have massive amounts of people that buy into them. I'm here to tell you right now that the vast majority of conspiracy theories are not conspiracy theories at all. They're actually truthfully happening. And the best example and the most obvious is the chemtrails. And of course we still have people that deny that there's chemtrails as they're breathing in the toxins that these rogue pilots are spraying us. We're being sprayed like insects. And some people just don't want to see that or they can't see it or they won't see it. But I want to tell everyone that we're at a crossroads. Every day we have a choice to do this or that. We can either do this or either do that or either go this way or either go that way. And I know that that happens daily. But at this junction of history, I really believe from the bottom of my heart that we are at a critical junction of history. The most critical junction possibly in the history of mankind. Certainly the most critical junction that we've been at for many decades. I think it's even more critical than World War I or World War II or actually both of them combined. Because I think that the mere existence of humanity weighs in the balance. With the AI and the robotics and the evil-minded people that want to have mass genocide. And if you haven't noticed, the genocide that's happening in the Gaza Strip is getting less vile to people as they're being conditioned to accept death on that kind of a scale of innocent people. We're being calloused on purpose. We're being hand-fed, we're being spoon-fed. Do you realize that the Lions Club, and the Rotary Clubs, the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, the Fraternal Order of Eagles, the Odd Fellows, the Moose Lodge, the Fraternal Order of Elks, you could just go right down the line. All of those organizations once were held as organizations of value. Some still are, but some are not even with us anymore. But the point is, is that every one of those organizations was started by the same generation of people. And so the entire 20th century was dominated 
by one generation's thoughts that they needed to contribute something to society. And I want you to really think that over. One generation gave us all of these organizations, whether you like those organizations or not, all of the organizations were formed by the same generation, and that includes the Red Cross and other charitable organizations, the Salvation Army. There's so many organizations of value that at least when they started had value. It was started by this one generation. And by and large, that generation were the children of the Civil War veterans of the United States. And so children born in the 1860s, 1870s, and 1880s pretty much gave us the 20th century. And so what I want to say in encouragement to you is that our generation needs to step up. When I say generation, I should say generations, since there's always several generations alive and kicking at the same time. But it's time that the people who are alive and well, that have the wherewithal to accomplish it, needs to reestablish that, that spirit of community and that spirit of oneness, of purpose. And I truly think we can make history repeat itself if the generations that are alive today would just do what the generations of the past have done and just took the bull by the horns and simply made it happen. I think that's crucial in this chaotic world. I always appreciate coming on Truth to Ponder, and I appreciate Bob Behrman allowing me to speak to his great audience. I really do appreciate you tuning in. I'd also appreciate if you would consider donating to this ministry. I think it's very worthwhile. It would be very much appreciated. It's very easy to do. Go to the website, which is truth2ponder.com. Click on the support tab, and it'll lead you how to donate through a Christian funding site, Give, Send, Go. Or if you want to be old school and send it in by mail, you can send it a check or money order. You'd make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. You'd mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chill Howie, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. Again, thanks for listening. And until next time, everyone, get active. Be brave. Stay hopeful. Keep your powder dry. And never, ever forget, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.